So naturally there were mistakes. He did not know any of the tricks with words which writers use, which they have to use just as painters have to use tricks with paint. But when he had finished writing, when he put down his pencil and went over to the airman's canteen for a pint of beer, he left behind him a rare and powerful tale. We found it in his suitcase two weeks later when we were going through his belongings after he had been killed in training and because he seemed to have no relatives, and because he was my friend, I took the manuscript and looked after it for him. This is what he wrote. The old man came out of the door into the bright sunshine, and for a moment he stood leaning on his stick, looking round him, blinking at the strong light. He stood with his head on one side, looking up, listening for the noise which he thought he had heard. He was small and thick and well over seventy years old, although he looked near eighty-five because rheumatism had tied his body into knots. His face was covered with grey hair, and when he moved his mouth, he moved it only on one side of his face. On his head, whether indoors or out, he wore a dirty white topee. He stood quite still in the bright sunshine, screwing up his eyes, listening for the noise. Yes, there it was again. The head of the old man flicked around, and he looked towards the small wooden hut standing a hundred yards away in the pasture. This time there was no doubt about it. The yelp of a dog, the high-pitched, sharp, piercing yelp of pain which a dog gives when he is in great danger. Twice more it came, and this time the noise was more like a scream than a yelp. The note was higher and more sharp, as though it were wrenched quickly from some small place inside the body. The old man turned and limped fast across the grass, towards the wooden shed where Judson lived, pushed open the door and went in. The small white dog was lying on the floor, and Judson was standing over it, his legs apart, his black hair falling all over his long red face, standing there tall and skinny, muttering to himself and sweating through his greasy white shirt. His mouth hung open in an odd way, lifeless way, as though his jaw was too heavy for him, and he was dribbling gently down the middle of his chin. He stood there looking at the small white dog which was lying on the floor, and with one hand he was slowly twisting his left ear, in the other he held a heavy bamboo. The old man ignored Judson and went down on his knees beside the dog, gently running his thin hands over its body. The dog lay still, looking up at him with watery eyes. Judson did not move. He was watching the dog and the man. Slowly the old man got up, rising with difficulty, holding the top of his stick with both hands and pulling himself to his feet. He looked around the room. There was a dirty, rumpled mattress lying on the floor in the far corner. There was a wooden table made of packing cases, and on it a primus stove and a chipped blue enameled saucepan. There were chicken feathers and mud on the floor. The old man saw what he wanted. There was a heavy iron bar standing against the wall near the mattress, and he hobbled over towards it, thumping the hollow wooden floorboards with his stick as he went. The eyes of the dog followed his movements as he limped across the room. The old man changed his stick to his left hand, took the iron bar in his right, hobbled back to the dog, and without pausing, he lifted the bar and brought it down hard upon the animal's head. He threw the bar to the ground and looked up at Judson who was standing there with his legs apart, 
dribbling down his chin and twitching around the corners of his eyes. He went right up to him and began to speak. He spoke very quietly and slowly, with a terrible anger, and as he spoke, he moved only one side of his mouth. You killed him, he said. You broke his back. Then, as the tide of anger rose and gave him strength, he found more words. He looked up and spat them into the face of the tall Judson, who twitched around the corners of his eyes and backed away towards the wall. You lousy, mean, dog-beating bastard. That was my dog. What the hell right have you got beating my dog? Tell me that. Answer me, you slobbering madman, answer me. Judson was slowly rubbing the palm of his left hand up and down the front of his shirt, and now the whole of his face began to twitch. Without looking up, he said, He wouldn't stop licking that old place in his paw.